This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And I need y'all to talk back to me tonight because I want to ask a question about something that I've noticed amongst my peer group, amongst the people that I am friends with on Facebook. And I use that word friends very lightly. <laughs> By friends, I mean people that I went to school with and we friended each other on social media when you had that window of everybody friending each other. When you get to be my age, uh, and I think even just period now on social media uh, to friend somebody is more like who sent you, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, I got a new friend request. Yay, I get to, you know, keep up with this person. Once you get to be about my age, you're not worried about what anybody's doing. <laughs> you just worried about who they are. If you just come just to spy me out, you know, just to be nosy, like what's the catch, you know? So by friend, I mean people that I don't even talk to, but I just you know, went to school with them and stuff like that. And, you know, you might see a little picture and you like it and, and here and there just to show them a little love. But y'all get the point of what I'm trying to say. And one of the things I've noticed is that some of the women that I've went to school with have become witches All right now. Now, y'all talk back to me. Let me know if y'all are seeing this same thing. But it seems like there's a trend now especially among um, black women. And I say that because that's who I went to school with and that's who I'm seeing it with. If you're in another demographic, feel free to, to elaborate on your demographic, you know, but I'm noticing that it's, it seems to be trendy now for um, witchcraft to not only be practiced, because I'm sure it's been practiced probably throughout time, but now to be openly practiced, to just kind of be like, okay, I'm a witch and what? Like, like, what do you want to say about it? What, what's what's the big deal? How you want to carry it, as they would say back in old, old D.C. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm, I'm wondering what what is the inspiration? What is the inspiration? What What is the real deal with it? I kind of want to explore this a little bit. And so, you know, I see free to free set free by the most high said, yes, I see it, you know, it's folks that that are on here and they're talking about. Uh, witchcraft and it's a lot of talk about the ancestors i don't know if y'all see this but it's about the ancestors and pleasing the ancestors and what's what's going to make them happy miss natoya white says no people in all type of cult organizations if they not with god trying to be in the world but the topic is real because people want power and that astrology and power to get man so much evil yeah, and, you know, Miss Natoya White got to it before I could even get to it. I think that's what it really is. I think that it really boils down to people wanting a quest for power. Now, here's here's the difference, right? Because what is witchcraft really? What it really is is when someone exercises power outside of the authority of God. Now, those of us who are born again Christians, those of us who are spirit filled Christians, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you have power from on high. You actually have power from God. Now, the thing about it, the issue is not the power, but the issue is 
where the power came from, and more importantly, or as importantly, what you're doing with the power. Because when God gives us power, when he gives Holy Ghost power, the Holy Ghost power is to exercise God's will in the earth. That's why he gave us power. One of the scriptures says that uh, he and he and as many as believed on the son of God, he gave them power to become the sons of God. Right. So so we're given power to become sons of God. What do sons of God do in the earth? They manifest the glory of God in the earth. Now, the, 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 the difference is what witchcraft does is witchcraft exercises power for selfish gain. See, see, it's unappealing to the flesh to want to glorify God because man has this this distinct desire to want to constantly to want to constantly have power. The flesh likes to be able to receive glory in and of itself. And I believe what we're really seeing happen is two things i think one uh people especially uh you know black people black women they feel like christianity and we'll just call it that for the sake of this conversation i don't have an issue with that word i know some folk don't like it anyway people feel like christianity has failed them right and it's like if that has failed me then what else is going to work and then two, they want to exercise their will. They're not concerned about the will of God. See, it's a wonderful thing um, to, to, to be able to do stuff to get my house, my car, my man, my job, whatever it is. But living for the Lord is a whole different ball game. I don't even want to call it an animal. It's it's a whole different ball game because it is it's based off a different set of prep of uh principles. It's not self-centered. It's actually selfless. Right? So when we talk about what has worked and this might be a larger conversation about you know, black people and 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 if Christianity has failed us or not because that's why a lot of people are uh, supposedly turning away and we'll get we'll get to that in a second turning away from following Christ because they feel like it has failed us it has failed our communities right and so since that has failed now I'm gonna try something new I'm gonna go back to my ancestors what were we doing before slavery okay that's that's what's going on in people's mind if we just want to come right out and say it what were we doing before and I'm speaking from the perspective of of worldly people what were we doing before we were quote-unquote indoctrinated with this uh idea of christ and so that's what i want to explore tonight that's what i want to talk about tonight and i'm gonna read an article in a second but i see folks are already chatting so i'm gonna try to do this one real time where you know i'm, I'm gonna do a little different tonight i'm gonna try to keep up with the chat as i go along you know make it a little bit more interactive Miss Natoya White says ancestor stuff and college and colleges cult. Yeah, colleges. Yeah, I know what you mean, especially when it comes to fraternities and sororities, which are actually Greek organizations. So those aren't even, quote unquote, African or African-American. They come from Greek mythology and stuff like that and Greek gods. And I don't even know if I want to tackle that too much tonight. I know my brother Joseph can uh school me on that a little bit 
but you see this 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 ancestor stuff and i i think it speaks to a lot about identity and the quest that black people have been on to realize identity since we've been in this country you know when you're a black person in this country i'm not trying to get too racial but listen let's just give me give me a week to just talk about this a little bit when you are a black person in this country you don't really have the luxury of saying you know my family is from the old country and you know we come from poland and this is my great great grandfather he owned a bread business and stuff like that we don't have that type of insight into who we are and where we come from right we don't have that type of luxury and um i say black person i kind of mean what people would call african-american i don't even i'm just i'm saying black but anyway there's black people that are from the islands there's black people that are from europe there's black people that are from africa so i'm speaking of what people call african-americans if that makes sense uh we don't have that type of luxury and so there's always been this quest for identity and that's completely natural because it's 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 normal and it's natural for folks to want to have identity right if you really look at the movie black panther and that movie was a movie that featured a lot of um dealings with the quote-unquote ancestors which would be a form of witchcraft and if you look at the effect that it had on african americans in this country it was almost like that movie was above fiction you know it's like people recognized that it was a movie okay it's a marvel movie cool whatever but it was so embraced to the point where people outside the movie were like Wakanda forever. You know, it just, it just sort of inspired this, 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 um, this sort of, uh, identity of something to hold on to. And during that phase, I was just thinking like, man, folks, you know, black people really want identity to the point where you can create a movie and a movie can have this much effect on people and identity is natural ultimately everybody's identity really is rooted in your creator which is god you know but if you don't have that connection to god then you're going to grab onto whatever's in front of you and i believe that this movement of witchcraft is really a seeking of power and identity and it's the lack of power and the lack of identity that's being sought in Christ because it is available in Christ. But it's the lack of identity that's being sought in Christ that's that's leading folks to go astray. Because in their minds, it's like, okay, the church is on every corner of my neighborhood and it's not working. All right. Now, now I was showing somebody the neighborhood I grew up in in D.C., uh, Sheriff Road is probably a church literally on every corner on average, right? There's there's probably a, there's a lot of churches around there. Deanwood in and of itself is not a horrible neighborhood. It's actually a fairly decent neighborhood, all things considered. But other parts of D.C. have a lot of churches, but the fruit in those neighborhoods aren't producing anything constructive, right? The fruits in those neighborhoods still show poverty 
They still show violence. Okay. And so now you have to ask the question, if we got all of these churches and all of these black folks that love the Lord, you know, where is the disconnect? What is happening? Is it that Christianity is not working? Now, I can tell you straight up that following Christ works because I'm a living witness. So Christ is not the issue. So if Christ is not the issue. What we really need to be investigating is what am I not doing in accordance to the word of God? You know, but instead of people looking at it from that perspective, they're looking at it from, OK, I go to church and this didn't work for me or, or, or things just don't look good. And then they adopt that and take that on instead of applying the principles themselves. So it's it's a huge issue. It's a huge, a huge mess, a huge ball of, of issues. I'm going to read this article in one second, but I want to kind of see what folk, what you guys are saying real quick. Sister Cameron says, yep, ancestors are big now. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. And I think the Internet is making it more popular because, you know, the Internet is as big as the world is. The Internet makes it makes it smaller. People are able to come into these little secret uh, groups and, and, and talk and communicate with one another and share ideas and share memes and share all of these concepts. And when people have these things and, and, and you know, they're looking for answers and they see this and it looks appealing. Okay. The Bible talks about don't be swayed by every wind of doctrine, every new teaching that comes along. It looks, it looks so good, right? It looks so good, but is it true? That's what we have to ask ourselves. Sister Marsha says there have been several movies since the 80s that were heavily into the occult and witchcraft as well as rap artists. So many people are programmed to think it's enlightenment. Wow. I agree. They're programmed to think that it's enlightenment. And this, this kind of talks about what I was about to get to in a second where what do we define as working? Because following Christ means that sometimes you're going to suffer. It means that you have to forgive your enemies. Okay. People don't like that. <laughs> if I have issues, especially issues with my oppressor, I don't want to forgive them. But following Christ says that in order for you to be forgiven, you have to forgive those who have uh, transgressed against you. So if you feel like you're always on the short end of the stick and, and you don't like that thing of, I don't, I don't like always have to forgiving, always having to be forgiven. I don't like, you know, as soon as something happens, the first thing that somebody say out their mouth is we forgive them. You know what I mean? If you don't like that, then something else is going to be more appealing to you. Instead of me having to forgive my enemies, I can go practice some voodoo or some hoodoo and now I can put a curse on my enemies. Right. And now I can get my revenge. I can actually exercise some power instead of having faith that one day God, one sweet day. God is just going to avenge me for every wrong that's been done and he's going to make all things right. You know, he's going to lift up every valley and he is going to flatten every mountain and it's just going to be an even playing field. So it takes faith for folks to be able to to follow Christ, right? It's not always a luxurious thing. Now, folks will make it look luxurious. You know, you got pastors now that's all about the drip. 
You know what I mean? They're all about about being um, prosperous and, and everything you can get. And there's nothing wrong with living a very, you know, living a um, a prosperous life in Christ. But the issue is, is your whole relationship with Christ based off of prosperity? Okay, if it is, you're probably you're probably leveraging some sort of witchcraft yourself. You know what I mean? That prosperity gospel is actually like a latent form of witchcraft in and of itself because you're really only looking for God for what he can do for you. You're really only coming to God with a handout and saying, okay, God, I, I see you can do this and that. I want you hook me up with a little something as opposed to actually serving him, loving your neighbor, washing people's feet. You know, being a usable vessel, presenting your body as a living sacrifice. That's the real gospel. Okay, that's the real gospel. Dying to self, you know, suffering with Christ so that you can reign in glory. That's if you really read those letters and read those epistles, that's what the gospel really is. Okay, now in that you get you get wonderful things. You get blessings. Okay, you get the provision of God, the protection of God. In my opinion, the most valuable thing, you get the peace of God. You have peace with God. You have joy. Okay, but 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 if joy is is not good enough, if you like happiness more than you like joy, then that's not going to be appealing to you. So so when I talk about does Christianity really work, it really all depends on what you define as work. If work is a house and a, a fancy house, a fancy car, uh, you know, a bunch of money, it may or may not work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I'm being honest with you, it may or may not work. Because really, honestly, if you surrender to Christ and God gives you a lot of money, he's not giving that to you just to consume it on your own lust. He's giving that to you to help other people. So you're going to have it. You know, you're going to be able to put your kids through school and all that. But you're going to be giving a lot of it away as well. So so don't get too attached to it. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about this another week, probably in a Bible study. But one of the scriptures says that you can't serve two masters, that you cannot serve both God and mammon, which is money. Why did the scriptures specifically call out mammon? OK, it's almost like uh, mammon, which is money, is almost like the direct opposite because they contrasted that with God. Then there's another scripture that says the love of money. And I stress the love of money, not money, but the love of money is the root of all evil. So it's just a lot of motives in the heart that we have to investigate. That's that's could be the reason why people have these decisions uh, are making these decisions to participate in this leverage. And I, 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 I like what Sister Marsha said about the musicians I believe a lot of these musicians are, are putting the witchcraft in the music and the music. You know, the root word of music is muse to muse means to, to meditate on something to muse means to basically like like let something feed into you. And so when you meditate on the music, when you muse on the music, whatever is in that artist is really coming through to you is really permeating to you. And a lot of these artists have sold their souls to the devil. Another conversation. I got a song coming out about that soon. They have sold their souls to the devil, right? And because of that, they're imputing the devil into the people that listen to that music. 
And so what you get is some of these artists, especially with this 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 witchcraft thing, is is tied into this whole goddess concept. There's this concept of the ancestors, but also this concept of the goddess, this goddess mindset, and a lot of these goddess musicians that I don't have to call by name, y'all y'all know who they are. They are putting that in their music. Right. And now what you have is all of these other little peon women want to be goddesses themselves. And in order for me to be I can't I can't have a god and be a goddess. I myself have to be a goddess. And so that's when they leverage the witchcraft to get the power. Okay, that's how they get the power. And all of this stuff is linked into to to each other. But I want to see. See what you guys are saying. Ashkenazi Christian says, heck yes. Back in 2010, I had people who never spoke to me in high school suddenly friending me 35 years later. Turned out they were all witches. Wow. They were all witches. Natoya White says manipulation. I agree. I think that's even a better definition than what I gave. Witchcraft is really manipulation. Is really manipulation. Men and women can be witches. A, a male witch, so to speak, is really a warlock. But they both can do the same thing. Okay, they both can do the same thing. But I found on my timeline, y'all can tell me if it's different on y'all timeline, but I found that the ones who seem to be more open with it tend to be the females. It's almost like they have um, fully embraced this and they're now unapologetic about it. You know, there was a time where you could be a witch and it was it was kind of shunned upon like, oh, that's a witch, you know. But now it's it's all of these different uh, practices where they got what's called black witchcraft, which is supposed to be bad. And then they have so-called white witches, which is supposed to be good. And I'm not even speaking about skin color. It's just like white magic and black magic. So when you really think about this now, um, What's the cause? What's what's the inspiration? That's what I'm trying to figure out tonight. That's what I'm trying to explore. Beatrice says it's confusion and deception. I agree. Frida Captain says some of them don't even know they're witches. That I definitely agree with. Um, considering that witchcraft is manipulation, there are a lot of folks that manipulate and they either don't know that they're manipulating or they do know that they're manipulating but they don't know that they're witches because they don't know that manipulation is witchcraft. <laughs> I hope y'all was able to follow that. But I say all of that to say something that as simple and as so-called harmless as wearing makeup to the point where you look like a completely different person. That's like a latent form of witchcraft, especially if your goal is to seduce somebody. That's a form of witchcraft because you're manipulating someone uh, to seduce them into believing that you're something that you're not. Okay, they got other forms of manipulation. They got if you go down to the to the south, you know, they say be careful when you go to certain certain cities, you know, certain certain places down there in like Mississippi and down there in New Orleans where they practice a lot of. um was called root working and voodoo and hoodoo and all of this diff different type of stuff. Some of the women down there will feed a man a meal. And I don't want to get too grotesque, but 
they'll put their own bodily fluid in the meal. And the thinking is that when the man eats that meal, he eats that spaghetti and he sees the, you know, the red sauce in the spaghetti and he thinking that the flavor a little off, like she must have put a little, little extra basil in this, in this, in the spaghetti. It's not the extra basil. What it is is that she's put something in that spaghetti to get you hooked on her. Okay, so all of these different techniques, all of these different practices, all for what? All for power. What was Eve seduced with by the serpent in the Garden of Eden? She was seduced with the principle or the, or the idea that you will be as God. You yourself, you don't have to have God as God. You can be as God. You can be God yourself. And that's what we're seeing happening with these modern day people. And we got to talk about it because of two things. One, uh, if you're practicing witchcraft actively, uh, that's a work of the flesh and you're on your way to hell unless you repent. So you have to repent. And then two, uh, as we're going to read, there's some people that are even identify as following, following Christ. That's that practice forms of witchcraft. And I'm asking the question, how can you be a professed follower of Christ, but at the same time practice witchcraft? You know, there's a, there's a mixture. Okay, there's a mixture. I was talking to a, um, a friend of mine today. She was telling me how she met this person that does yoga. But the person that does yoga also reads the Bible and considers themselves a Christian. Well, when you look at the the origin of yoga, the poses that they do in yoga are poses that are dedicated to these false gods, these false Hindu gods. As a matter of fact, some of the poses are even named after false Hindu gods. So how can you say that you are following Christ, but but there's there's a, there's a, there's a mixture. OK, God doesn't deal in mixture. He said, I'm going to put a difference between the holy and the profane. Okay, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't do mixtures. As a matter of fact, it says the wrath of God is going to be poured out without mixture. So God is not into this whole, this whole blending. But we see a lot of blending going on today. Patricia Joseph says, witchcraft is rebellion. Amen. That's a scripture. That is a scripture. I got a few scriptures up now. This is probably a good time to read them. Let me see if I can get get my uh my what's the name set up. Let me see. I right, it looked like it looked like we straight. <laughs> yeah, these are just some scriptures. Don't take my word for it necessarily, but but look at what the word of God says about about witchcraft, right? Leviticus 19 and 31, regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them i am the lord your god exodus 22 and 18 thou shalt not suffer or allow a witch to live okay see see it's a lot more this particular site cuts off some of them you know galatians talks about the works of the flesh galatians uh chapter 5 verse 19 it doesn't have the whole thing. Let me click on read more real quick. Let me exercise that option. It says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, 
uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, various. Uh, yes, my bad. Kind of gloss over it. Witchcraft is a work of the flesh. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, reviling, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you can't profess to be a Christian and practice witchcraft at the same time and expect to be to inherit the kingdom of God. Look at the one that says rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. It's in first Samuel for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou has rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected thee from being king. Wow. Now he was talking to Saul about the king part but there's a whole host of other scriptures that kind of talk about it you know i'm gonna read one last one that i see up here revelation chapter 21 verse 8 but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death so we see that there is a, a host of um there is a host of things that 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 lead to destruction broad is the way that leads to destruction and i see so many uh, people i went to school with you know what i mean i went to elementary school with these people i went to middle school with these folks I went to high school with these folks and now all of a sudden they're just unapologetic and you just kind of wonder when, when did this stuff sink in? You know, I'm thinking about pop culture. I think about TV shows that they had. They had bewitched it was a very popular TV show. It kind of made it, made it uh practical. When I was coming up, they had Sabrina, the teenage witch. They had a show named charmed, which was very popular. Uh, this is kind of like vampires and stuff, but I think they had Twilight and they had um, some of these other shows, but, but these shows were very popular, right? And a lot of folks go through phases where this stuff becomes appealing to you. I know a lot of, a lot of women who went through a goth phase. Some Even some guys go through a goth phase. You know, at my school, it was like, I remember in, in ninth grade, it was these girls, they just wanted to all be goth at the same time and they're wearing black and wearing black lipstick and, and black and dyeing their hair black. That's a spirit. Okay. That's a spirit that's come on these folks. And, and where do they get that idea? Where do they get that inspiration? They get it from these TV shows. They get it from some of the music. Okay. So we got to be mindful about what we put into our, our eye gates and our ear gates because those things have an effect on us. So let me see. I see Brother Ray says he sees it a lot. Beatrice says witches are taught from very young for generations. You know, that's another point. I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of people are just taught this stuff. They're taught these crystals. They're taught these stones and whatever else they use. I've shared this before and I'll share it again. 
You know, I'm not trying to bring bring any dishonor to, to my mother or anything like this, but I know when I was growing up, uh, every New Year, my mom would, uh, first of all, she would cook black eyed peas on January 1st. But what she would also do is she would, um, and I'm I'm not sure if she still does it or not. Honestly, I do know she still cooks black eyed peas on New Year's, but she would also sprinkle black eyed peas behind the furniture. And the idea was that it was supposed to bring you good luck for the next year. Now, before Christ, I didn't think twice about anything she said. I was just, and I actually kind of believed. It. I was like, okay, this is bring you good luck. All right, cool. Why? Because I was blind. I didn't know the scriptures. Okay, we, we went to church. We went to church. We didn't go to church all the time. <laughs> but we went to church, you know, like two out of four Sundays or, or when I had to sing in the junior choir or something like that. But my point is, went to church, but was still doing these practices and, and unaware that it was witchcraft, right? Um, if it's used the wrong way, wind chimes can be witchcraft. If it's used the wrong way, what is it? Candles can be witchcraft, okay? If it's used the wrong way, perfume can be witchcraft, right? If they're used the wrong, if it's used for manipulation. So all of these different things that we can be taught and, and you just think is normal because as a, a kid, you are just indoctrinated into the world and whatever your mom or your dad or your neighborhood says is normal. You think that that's just how people are supposed to live, but we don't know what actual normal is until we come to Christ, get connected to the father who is our maker and figure out what does he actually want from us as men and women. What does our creator actually expect from us since he is the one that created us? These are the things that we have to ask ourselves. But a lot of times we just don't question stuff. We just kind of go with the flow. You know, it's my mom. It's my dad. They wouldn't tell me anything wrong. It's my grandma. She wouldn't tell me nothing wrong. You know, all of these different things. All these different techniques, they, they, they teach you how to so-called get a man and all of this stuff. So it, it, it stretches very far. It stretches very far. Uh, yes, you're right. God hates witchcraft. It's detestable. Brother Joseph says Kabbalah has been repackaged into subtle, excuse me, subtle. I had to learn not to pronounce the B in that word. So I got to always say subtle. Okay, Kabbalah has been repackaged into subtle witchcraft and has infiltrated churches. Wow. Mm. Wow. Frida Captain says sometimes people do what witches do and don't even realize it. North America has Jezebel spirit all over it. Mm. I'm going to answer your question real quick, Sister Brittany, which asks, who asks, do you think dabbling with the occult opens someone up to a spirit of confusion? I absolutely do. I absolutely believe that when you get into the occult, it opens up a lot of doors because the spiritual realm functions in legal rights. Okay, it functions in legal rights. And uh, we know from scripture that a lot of these spirits travel in pack in packs. One scripture says if you cast the spirit out of a person, he goes and he walks around dry, dry places. 
looking for another place. He doesn't find any. He goes back to the place from which he came, but this time he brings seven more with him. So Paul talks about how there are there is spiritual wickedness in high places. You got rulers of darkness and principalities. So there is governments that happen in the spiritual realm. And when someone gets into the occult and they, they adopt that belief system, there is a confusion that comes with that because now you don't know what to believe. Okay, I got a little bit of this. I got a little bit of that. And it's, it's, it's like you can't really hear from the Lord clearly if you got another voice coming in because God is not interested in sharing you with someone else, right? The scripture, God, I was about to say it says he's a jealous God. It does say that. But as a matter of fact, God said, my name is jealous. He said that it's somewhere in Exodus. He said, my name is jealous. So he didn't say I'm jealous. He said, that's my name. <laughs> so if his name is jealous. Okay. Imagine how he feels. Um, trying to share you with another person or trying to share with another belief. Let me go back up to another one of these scriptures. I was going to read this article. I might not even have to read it. I'm going to just pick up right here because because I'm, I'm my bad. So Sister Marsha says, just like that little saying, I don't get down with such as a black as such as black girl magic. That's another thing. Black girl magic is like a whole movement so to speak and when juneteenth was celebrated people were saying i am i am my ancestors wildest dream so that shows the identity and the 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 preference of identity where i can still consider myself a christian or not but instead of me rooting my identity in christ i'm rooting my identity in my ancestors and and let me be clear, most of the time when they talk about these ancestors, they're not talking, they're not always, well, I don't know if I want to say most of the time, but a lot of the time they're not talking about dead ancestors in their legacy. They're talking about dead ancestors that they actually believe have an influence on how they live today. These are the type of ancestors that they're talking about. It's not like, oh, you know, uh, Martin Luther King died for my freedom. He's my ancestor. I'm grateful for him. It's more like, you know, whatever my ancestors are doing off somewhere else in the universe. Okay, that's the other thing people love now. They love the universe more than God. But anyway, another another discussion. Whatever my ancestors are doing off in their realm of the universe, okay, they're pleased with me today. So some of them are talking about the dead ones that just fought for them or died for them. But a lot of them, don't be surprised, they are talking about ancestors that they believe are still around in the spiritual realm having some sort of impact, having some sort of impact. So, yeah, Black Girl Magic, you know, you got to be careful what you subscribe to and, and what you kind of feed into because magic is not of God. Luck is not of God. God said his people perish for lack of understanding. Absolutely. Joseph says, Christian cannot love Prince Hall or founders more than Christ. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's like choose this day whom you will serve. You know, that's kind of what it boils down to. 
Latoya says, true, like yoga is demonic, but they don't care. They say they're getting healing. They say they're getting healing, but it's not. But but it's not. The demon pulled little weights off, but the demon's still there. It's not God. Wow. Unless God builds a house, it'll not stand. Yeah, so I want to read this article real quick that I came across. Now, this article is way back from 2018. So uh, that that doesn't sound like long ago, but the way time moves now to me, that's like <laughs> that's like a little ways ago. And um, it's not that long ago, but, you know, it's like 2018 and it's a little lengthy, but I'm going I'm to I'm try not to. Um, I'm going to try to get through it really quick. This article is from a website called The Atlantic. It's talking about the witches of Baltimore. And uh, the subtitle says, young black women are leaving Christianity and embracing African witchcraft in digital covens. This was written November 5th, 2018. So not too long ago. Um, so it starts off with a quote. It says, we may not be Christian here, but we still pray said a woman dressed entirely in white as she addressed a large audience of African-American women standing behind a, lec a lectern speaking in the cadence of a preacher. She added, I understand God more now. Listen to this. Doing what I'm doing than I ever did in the church. Mm, mm, mm. All right, let me try. <laughs> let me try to read this without my sound effects. All right, my bad. <laughs> OK, the call and response that followed. No one's going to protect us, but who? Us. Was reminiscent of church, but this was no traditional sermon. The speaker, Ayawo Orisa Omitola, was given a keynote address last month at the third, third annual. Right? So that means if they're still doing this now, then 2020 would be the fifth annual, right? But anyway, third annual, okay? which brought together some 200 women in a Baltimore reception hall. The small but growing community points to the hundreds of young black women who are leaving Christianity in favor for their ancestors, African spiritual traditions and finding a sense of what power in the process. And that's exactly what we've been talking about is really a quest for power um, it's really this sense that whatever Christian, I guess, obviously they don't feel like Christianity was working for them either that, or they wanted their own power. You know, God, the power that you give is good, but I want my own power personally. I just feel like if you really know Jesus Christ, I feel like to know him is to love him. There's one scripture that says they went out from us so that it could be made manifest that they were not of us. So a lot of the people that fall away, because the Bible talks about a great falling away. A lot of the people that fall away, really the, the, what the truth of the matter is, is that they were never really of Christ from the get go. They might've went to church. They might've sang in a choir. They might've shouted and danced because look, th these women from what this article is saying, they're doing a call and response and a woman is preaching like she's in a church. So we're used to the formality of religion. We're used to the um, 
that traditional kind of like um, call and response type of, of preaching in the black community. Like I say, we can play church all day long. They're playing church in a witchcraft convention. Okay. There's a guy in this city. His uh, I can say it because it's public. His name is Vincent Gray. He used to be, I think he used to be the mayor, but now he's like a councilman in Ward 7. And they're calling for D.C. to defund the police. And for whatever reason, they have targeted Vince Gray as a part of the issue. Vince Gray is a black guy. So these um, radical, I guess you can call them Black Lives Matter people, literally posted, what do you call it, tombstones of names of black men and women who had been shot and killed by the police and they held a funeral outside outside in front of this man's house now in the funeral they're talking to to their ancestors right but they're still like praying almost like to god so they're they're mixing both of these two things in at the same time and 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 that's where this confusion Okay, see, God is not the author of confusion. See, let's get through it. Over the past decade, white, white millennials have embraced witchcraft in droves. Now a parallel phenomenon is, in, is emerging among black millennials. While their exact numbers are difficult to gauge, it's clear that African-American pop culture has started to reflect the trend in the music industry alone. And this goes back to what Sister Marsha said. In the music industry alone, there's Beyonce's allusion to an African goddess in Lemonade at the Grammys. Azalea Banks' declaration that she practices brujeria, a Spanish term for witchcraft, and Princess Nokia's hit, Brujas, in which she tells white witches, everything you got, you got from us. (laughs) So not only is there a uh, unapologetic movement of witchcraft, but there's also uh, a competition for who owns witchcraft. You know, I I was kind of studying and preparing for this a little bit. And I was reading one article that was talking about how African-American witches, excuse me, are underrepresented in pop culture and their witchcraft has been culturally appropriated. So not only are people practicing witchcraft, they're, they're trying to compete for the ownership of witchcraft, which tells us that they are missing this whole thing by a thousand miles. They're missing it by a thousand miles. Let me go back to the article. I try to get through this really quickly. African-American witchcraft originated in West Africa, the birthplace of Yoruba, excuse me, a set of religious traditions focused on reverence for ancestors and worship of vast pantheon of deities known as Orishas. Those traditions accompany West Africans who were brought to the Americas as slaves and were eventually combined with Western religions such as Catholicism that many slaves were pushed to embrace. By the early 19th century, Cuban Santeria, Brazilian Candomble, Haitian Voodoo, and other syncretistic, 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 hopefully I'm saying that right, faiths had emerged as a result. In cities like New Orleans, 
voodoo is slightly different from Haitian voodoo and hoodoo, which also descends descend from West African faiths grew popular. These practices, which often involve manipulating candles, incense, or water to achieve a desired result, may have helped give slaves some sense of power, however minimal. So I just want to say this real quick. You know, a lot of people look at slavery and they say, what were we doing before slavery? I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to ask the same question. What were you doing before slavery that got you into slavery? If you're worshiping these ancestors, this, this might be controversial. <laughs> if, you're worship, if you were worshiping these ancestors and these ancestors got you in slavery, either A, these ancestors were not powerful to keep you out of slavery, right? Or B, basically B, it was just meant for you to go there. You know, maybe could it be, I'm just asking questions. Could it be that God and his sovereignty, God and his sovereignty put you through the slavery so that you could get acclimated and acquainted into the true and living God. Christianity following Christ is not a white religion. It's a Jewish religion, whoever the Jews may be. Okay, some people say that black people are the Jews. If that's the case, that would make even more sense that you don't ran off and started worshiping some some so-called ancestors and false idols. Okay, and then God had to bring you into, you know, following Christ. So there's a lot of um, murky waters when it comes to what these folks are doing. But I want to get through this article real quick. It's, it's, it's just something I just thought was interesting. I'm not going. Let me see how long this article is real quick. I don't want to spend too. Oh, yeah, they got it's got a little length to it. OK, we OK. It's not too bad. <laughs> it's not too bad. But let's take a pause from the article. Let me pop in the chat because I don't want to spend too much time on the article and make y'all bored or nothing like that. But it was saying some interesting stuff. Natoya says, it's true. I can relate spirit or around. We have to pray for our surroundings and kids. Kids. Absolutely. Sister Marjorie says, most children's cartoons has a lot of witchcraft and new age. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head on that one, sister. Uh, Natoya says, especially family tradition. We got to start questioning where these traditions come from. Ashkenazi Christian Boys got pulled into witchcraft during the 1970s and 80s with Dungeons and Dragons. I remember that. Now they use Harry Potter to get kids into witchcraft, which I understand has actual spells in the books. That is so true. God bless you, Sister Judith. <laughs> Sister Marcia says, is there a call in number for tonight? Uh, it can be. It can be. I'm, I'm trying. I was going to get out of here by 930, but I can hang around. I don't got too much to do and say, okay. Oop, it's all the way up there. Oop, she's on that. All right, let's get this a shot. Okay. Um, God bless you. Who do I have on the line? God bless you. It's Sister Natoya. Hey, Natoya. Hi. Let me, hold on real quick. I want to make sure everybody can hear you. Talk, talk, say something for me. 
Okay, y'all let me know if y'all can hear Natoya and what I'm gonna do. Natoya, go ahead, because I think they can't hear you. Go ahead and um, tell me what you have to say about this. Um, um, so something happened with my parent and the person, and she died from COVID thing. But my siblings wanted to put a balloon up in the air, and I'm not with that stuff no more, because God saved me. And he specifically told me not to do that, because my family struggled with witchcraft. But the witchcraft stuff is real. It is real. So right. when they said the balloon, I had to, I had to ask God, but God already told me before I got there, that because it was something with that. But they don't understand that. So once you once you join with it, you actually come into agreement with it. And I was listening to this guy that God allowed me to um, get in contact with. His name is Kevin Ewing, which I think really blessed you. So you can listen to his YouTube channel. God I, has blessed I, him. His I think I come across his channel before, but go ahead, sister. Yeah, to deal with witchcraft and stuff like that. He spoke about all men, like stuff like my family would say, um, you want to get a husband, don't make the groom touch your foot. That's all men. That's demonic. So I don't practice those things no more. I cancel all of that. I serve the Lord. I focus on God. Praise um, the Lord. I don't walk in those places. I don't touch no oil. I don't burn no candles. So because of that, on a YouTube channel, I'll know if the person's a witch mm. because I've been exposed to that long ago. So I pick it up. They don't sometimes because because I've been exposed to it. Um, God don't let them expose themselves to me. It's more like a discernment, like 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 they can just have on a shirt and don't say nothing, or they can look regular and I'll know they're a witch. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's when they tell me, okay, come off that channel, or come off that church, or don't sit here, or don't eat this, or don't drink that. So like a sheet. I went to um I went to um Burlington Co Burlington Co factory. I went to go buy a sheet. But I could I didn't see, and the sheet looked plain. And the Holy Spirit said, "Don't buy that sheet." Mm. So I said, "No, I'm going to pick it up." And I touched it. And God said, "No, buy this sheet." And I said, "No, I'm going to buy this sheet." I've been disobedient. So I picked it up. When I picked it up, it was a um a skull, a demonic skull. And he said, "You see why I told you not to pick it up? It, it's like a shade. I don't know if you know those shades that the kids have. They go like like rainbow in and out. You can't see it, but then when you turn the next way, you can see it." So the sheet was like, then I was like, oh my God, God, thank you for discernment. So yeah, wow. witchcraft is real. It is real. And for some people who's not at that high level, because everybody has a different calling. Mm -hmm. For some people who's not at that high level, God will allow them to see it directly. For some people who is at a high, high level, God would just don't make them see it, just to use the discernment level to say okay because some like somebody was a freemason i know there was a free i didn't know there was a freemason but i was going to send my daughter to her house because i said well i love this lady this lady is very this and that because the enemy know that i needed help with my kids <laughs> but god told me not to send my daughter there he said i will provide don't send your daughter to her house but the lady was coming off so nice but every time i would see like i'm not in her house but i could see her home and i would see her home like it looked dark right and i was like her house looks so dark. I can see in the spiritual realm. And then one day, finally, I did find out that she was mixed with the main. So I was like, Jesus Christ. And every time my daughter kept saying, she was like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there, mommy. I'm like, why you don't want to go? What's wrong with you? And the Holy Spirit kept telling me, he allowed her to act like that. Do, mm -hmm. not, do not get mad with her. He allowed her to act like that. So these things are real. The witchcraft thing is real. The discernment is real. The spiritual warfare is real. People can easily be manipulated just by saying, like, um, astrology. My friend was saying astrology, yeah. and I said to them, don't practice that. And they're like, oh, but um, Gemini, I said, I don't practice that stuff. 
and I went into it why I don't practice it, but I can't run it right now on the phone. And they, they was getting upset, and God says, no, just come, you do not practice it, and they get upset, because you're going to join a, a covenant. When you join that, you're going to have problems in your own. Yeah, my bad, my bad sister. Um, I think someone else is calling in, and I think it's ringing over you talking, and I don't, I don't know how to stop it. My bad, but it it looks like it's not. Whoever that was, um, right after this call, just call back, if that, <laughs> if that works. But let me ask you this real quick, um, sister Natoya. It's about discernment, and my question to you is. How much of this is, well, let me, let me give you an example, right? Yes. So you mentioned the candles. Yeah. Is it, is it just the candles period or is it about like the origin of the candle, the maker of the candle? Cause I know, I think the Bible might even mention like this, like the seven candlesticks. So is it, is it just the object or is it the inspiration behind the object? Everything behind it, because I mean, because like I said, this is come like I know stuff in my background, so, yeah, because the tradition and stuff like that. Um, but God has taken me out of that. But with the candles, some people have went to graveyards and dig up people's dirt and the concussion, all that, and they did it with the candle and they bring the spirit back to the candle. Like if somebody was a gangbang and the person died, I'm just making an example, and the person died, the person would go to the grave and get that gangbanger. Wow. Um, so when they go in the candle, the next person will have like a gang banger. You know, like I get money. It is, it's, it's, it is, this thing is so deep. Yeah. This yeah. thing is demonic. Even beds, just going on people's beds and sitting on their bed. Everything, like I said, everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to pray for everything. Pray for your hair, pray for your eyeball, pray for your leg, pray for your, your clothes, pray for your house, pray for your money, pray for your job. You got to keep praying that. Pray for everything. Ask God to cover everything. Because people use everything. They use grass. Little mm. grass, that's how they can use that and do things to people. Trees. You sometimes you see um the um shoes hang over the um the lining outside. Yeah. That's I, another yeah. It's so much stuff. Wow. <laughs> it is so stuff. Even you to run you and target buying, you gotta pray over everything. Mm-hmm. And thank God for his covering and his mercy because if if like 'cause some people can see. Some people can see some church around. If we were supposed to see, oh my goodness, we would be like, whoa. Wow. Like, whoa. Like, oh my goodness, are you telling me? that? Well, yeah, so spirits are real, and they're there. Lusting spirit is there. Is this mm-hmm. like, is this waiting for an open door to just drag, drag lust on somebody just like that? So you got to be in them. Wow. <laughs> That's that that that's that's good information, sister. I thank you for sharing that because talking, I was I was like, hold up, but I'm trying. I'm fine. I'm constantly asking God, what's my purpose? But I I'm more function in that area. When God pulled me out, I'm more function dealing with people to for deliverance in those areas. But when I go to churches, they kind of like want to shut me down, and I cannot be shut down yeah. because I see the spirit. I know I know if you burn burning you, I know what you're rubbing on your skin because. I've been exposed to these things. Wow. So if you come into church and I smell it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? That is not Gucci and Gabbana spray. So, wow. Um, so because of that, because of that, I am going to get more tags. Because of that, I'm going to see witches. I can see them. I can look in their eyeball. They can dress in anything. A garbage can can tell me if a witch person was by it. Wow. Like God that and is I a true gift, sister. And they told me, um, oh, this and no that. 
And by God's time, you got to listen to what I said. So you're going to get yourself in trouble. So that's what I want to explain to you. There is different levels of calling, and mm-hmm. there is different people why God put them in positions for certain things. And yes, the manipulation is real. And you can have somebody who um, the enemy will say, oh, use that one right there. And yes, witchcraft do cause death. Wow. Yes, it do. People do die from this stuff. And so you have people dying from early cancer unnecessary. Wow. Why some people get hit with cancer and some people don't? Why is it that you have somebody have five people in their family that have cancer? No, 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 no. No, something wrong. So yeah. somebody got to say, no, I'm not doing this. And sometimes it's somebody who even not serving God in the family that said, no, I'm not doing this. I don't want cancer. So that person would start to do what? Exercise more, eat differently. They don't know God. But mm-hmm. something in them, like God is in them, like, time, okay, exercise, do this, because God is trying to bring him closer to them. So you say, everybody in the family, I'm just, I'm just using something, like eating pork or whatever the case is, because that's not how you, people get, different people get different ways. It could be generational curse. Mm-hmm. And then this person doing the opposite. Why this person going to the family get mad? Say, why this person going so opposite? Could this person don't want to get that? This person want to go to college. Maybe the family, um, mess, they don't get to go to college. So this person say, I want, they're doing everything. It's like they're fighting, they're fighting against warfare. Wow. It's spiritual warfare. They don't know what they're fighting against. So when they go to the church and the church are acting crazy, some of them do. And the devil know, okay, this one right here going to be right. something. So I'm going to make sure they go to a church because that's what the witchcraft spirit can do too. Because the person can say something in the witchcraft thing to make the person like mess up. So this person will never come out to be nothing. So every church they go, they can't. And it's like, how? Does somebody in the church should be able to see that. But sometimes somebody in the church can see it. But this, right. <laughs> this, this warfare is... is wow. You have to be prayed of. Listen, and the I, people in the front line for God, God is standing the front line and know when those type of people come in the church, you got to tarry with them. You got to still fill your assignment because when you don't and something happens to them, the blood goes on your hand. Wow. So I think ministry... Because when I said, I said, let me press, let me press this channel right now. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking to me, like, I know this. Wow. I can relate. You said, I can relate. Yeah. I can relate. Listen, sister, that this call was so powerful. I'm grateful that you called in because I feel like we needed to hear um, yeah. what you were saying. You know, it was necessary for us to hear it. So please call yeah. in again. I want to give um, some other folks an opportunity to call in. Okay. Um, but thank you for that, sister. So um, I'll talk to you on the chat. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, I do. I am familiar with Pastor John Ramirez, Sister Judith. He talked about this and how he used to um, be a high-ranking uh, witch or warlock or whatever it was. Jesus the Savior says the kundalini spirit is a fake holy spirit. That one is in the church a lot lately. Glory to God. I know what you mean, but forget to. All right, here we go. God bless you. Who do we have on the line? Sister Marsha. Hey, Sister Marsha. How you doing? I know you try to get through like four or five times. (laughs) Well, you know what? I don't want to, um, you know, hold the time up. Take your time. I'm I'm good now. I'm good. I just, yeah, do your thing. Well, I'm watching you from my phone, so it's not like I'm looking at a laptop and I can call, so I have to turn off the broadcast to try to call in. So I, I, I'm not even caught up with where everybody is. Okay. But here's the deal. I, um, I want to piggyback off of what was the, the caller before me's name? Sister Natoya. 
Yeah, I want to piggyback off of her regarding the cancer. Um, witchcraft ran in my family since my nana, from my nana to my grandmother to my mother, and they all professed to be Christians as well. So I was indoctrinated into this since a teenager. And I remember we had a Bible in our house. And I know that God was calling me at an early age, I would say, in my um, early high school, maybe ninth to 10th grade, I would try to get up, go over to the Bible to open it up and read it. And there was something holding me back from reading it. I could mm. not read the Bible. I could not get, like, I could look at the pictures, but I could not read it. It's just, you know, at that time, I didn't really know what was going on, but now that I'm older, I know it was a force keeping me back. Wow. And so the reason that the witchcraft crept in was because my mom, and again, I don't want to dishonor her either. She uh, passed away, mm -hmm. but she was going through a difficult um, marriage and uh, she was going through depression. So I believe she gave up on God answering some things for her but also during the 70s and 80s I don't think the churches were really teaching about spiritual warfare so she wasn't getting the answers she needed nor I don't think she really knew how to pray as well so um, she started going to psychics she started reading tarot cards she started buying candles mm. from these shops that were into witchcraft um, I witnessed my mom turning on the stove and her whole entire shirt burst into flames. Wow. Um, I remember she had a spell book. I remember every single time I came home from college, she taught me how to read tarot cards. She would make me read her cards for her. Astrology was a huge thing in my family. Um, and I just recently got deliverance from this, I would say. 2014 praise um, the Lord. and then yeah oh praise God and um, I do believe my mom um, I don't want to call it psychic powers because that comes from this the kingdom of darkness but I believe she had prophetic powers in the kingdom of darkness snatched her up right and um, I believe I had the same gifting um, the gifting of discernment the gifting of uh, being able to discern between what spirit is manifesting. It is, it's getting strong of my relationship with the Lord. I believe the Lord is going to use me in a powerful way because that's all I study now is spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. But I had to go through deliverance for years. And I believe um, the last, like when I started getting even closer to the Lord, I remember I was getting attacked demonically in my sleep mm. by these demons with supernatural power. I'm talking about trying to choke me, trying to put their hand over my mouth, like um, binding me around my waist um, to put me in fear. And that's when I knew. I said, you know what? The kingdom of darkness does not give you up easily without a fight. I mean, these demons do not go away without a fight. Mm. So the Lord was teaching me to fight back with the blood of Jesus, saying his name, praying over myself before I would go to sleep. I had two people that came into, two prophets that came into my life in 2014, taught me how to do deliverance, did deliverance on me. 
Um, a lot of demons came off of me. I believe my first marriage was um, uh, destroyed because I had the spirit of Jezebel on me. And, um, you know, all these things, not knowing it, like being ignorant, like just not even being aware. Every woman in my family died young or mm. died of cancer. Wow. Um, so I've touched uh, astrology. I, I've been delivered from it. I tried to, um, you know, uh, put the light on it. I try to tell my other family members not to do it. But you know what? You can warn people, but if they don't believe, they don't believe. It doesn't stop yeah. me from preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, I don't believe I have any curses upon me, but I will say this. When I was carrying my child, my first child, I had a dream of two baby boys. Um, uh, when I was six months pregnant, I started having contractions. Um, they had to get me to the hospital very quickly. They said there were two uh, fetuses in there. One was dissolving. I truly believe that that was a sacrifice. I truly believe mm. that. The Bible is true. The Word of God is true. Um, the Lord will not suffer a witch, whether you know it or not. And um, I just praise God that for his mercy and grace that he brought me out. There had to be some Christian in my family. When we're talking about ancestors tonight, mm -hmm. there had to be some descendant that was a that, that had to be a Christian, that had to be a follower of the Lord. Because God spared me, and he spared my sisters too, but I was the one that was taught um, witchcraft and the occult. It was me that was taught that. Right. So, um, you know, I thank God for his deliverance. Um, I thank God for his grace and mercy. I thank God for the blood of Jesus. And I thank God that I did not die in my sin. And... Um, that's that's pretty much it like yeah that that is an amazing testimony sister thank you for sharing that and i actually i want to um ask two questions or uh, piggyback off of two things i guess the main one question i want to ask you is you shared how it was almost like you couldn't read the bible it was something preventing you from reading the bible um, yeah. What 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 was it that allowed you to break through, to be able to overcome whatever that barrier was that that um, spirit that had been in your lineage? How were you able to break through that? Well, it wasn't until 2014 where I was going through a second marriage, but I married a man that was. Uh, abusive so it was like I was put in a situation that I had no choice but to call out to the Lord mm -hmm. so when I got serious about the Lord the Lord sent two real prophets to me wow. when he sent them to me the, the husband knew deliverance and he said there's demons coming off of you right now and um, I know that as I got closer to the Lord I was struck with um, a spinal cord injury, and that same man that did deliverance on me said, you are getting an attack from the kingdom of darkness. Mm. Because I was coming out of it. Wow. So um, what happened was, even then, uh, before, before deliverance, I really could not, the word would not 
take root in me. So after I got deliverance, that word started coming up in me. I started to um, plead the blood of Jesus all over that house I was living in. Mm-hmm. It um, got to the point that my ex-husband stopped coming in the house. That's how much I was pleading the blood of Jesus. He wow. couldn't even come in the house. That's how powerful it was. And so I just started reading the word, and it started just sticking in me, and I, I had to renounce. I had to start reading a lot of books. I had to renounce all the way back 10 generations um, of the witchcraft. I had to repent of anyone in my family that had I, for, repent for them dead and alive. Wow. Um, and uh, I started to be able to see, like, here's the crazy thing. I wasn't even scared of these dark spirits that would start to, I would be able to see them, but they would try to keep, and I realized that it was like, it would be a force trying to hold me down and keep me bound, but I would see them. And, um, I, but I wouldn't be scared. And I just knew that I felt like, you know what? They know that now I know. And it's like, now it's on and popping. Right. You know, that's so a, mm-hmm. remember when I, I'm sorry. I remember when I moved, um, out of state to leave that abusive marriage, God had released me from that abusive marriage. Cause the, the crazy thing was I didn't know God. So when God started speaking and saying, you know, um, your ex-husband, his grace rope is pretty short. Now, you would think somebody would wake up from that. He did not wake up from that, so he continued wow. to do what he was doing. God moved me out of state. I came to Maryland, started praying for him every night, every night, because I knew, you you bound for hell. Mm. And so I kept praying for him, and I remember one day the Lord said, I prayed for him for a year. The Lord told me when I came out of prayer, stop praying for him. Wow. And that really got me scared because I didn't know the Lord would tell you to stop praying until I started reading Jeremiah, where he told Jeremiah to say, tell the, don't pray for these people. So wow. after I stopped praying for him, it was like I could not, every time I tried to divorce him, I could not, either the paperwork was wrong, I couldn't get the right paperwork, I wasn't able to get down to the courthouse. It was like it was always screwing up. And so um, one of his frat brother, brothers called in 2017, August, and said uh, he died in the bowling alley of a heart attack. Mm. And I feel like God was giving him grace to get it together. And I cried. And now this man was cuckoo for coconuts, crazy. <laughs> I cried. I cried. I cried because I felt like, you know, where his fate was. And God sent me a dream. And my ex-husband came in the dream, and uh, he hugged me. He had a bouquet of roses with a big, like, bright orange rose in the middle, and he came and hugged me, heavy hug with sorrow, like he was sorry. Mm. And so the prophet that dealt with me, in them, he passed away, and they called me back and said, the Lord wants, to, wants us to tell you that when you get to heaven, your ex-husband will treat you better. Wow. And it was like they said, because of your covenant relationship with the Lord and your prayer, he was saved. Wow. So I that you, pray, you keep praying until the Lord tells you to stop. And until the Lord gives you confirmation, just like I, I, I just, uh, I remember when I was, um, um, the Lord was dealing with me mightily about, you know, forgiveness. And I remember the Lord spoke to me and said, 
you are still holding things against your mom. You need to release it, which made me feel like, okay, Lord, is she with you? Because I know that she was double-minded. I'm like, is she with you? But my mom got baptized before she passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, so So I believe she is with the Lord. But now I just believe it is my duty to continue to um, cast out demons and um, do deliverance. And um, when I come out of uh, what I'm dealing with now, I, I, I was told that I would be a healer, that I would put my hands on people and they would be well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's amazing, sister. That 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 is absolutely amazing and it's 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 so much i want to say uh you said something and another sister nishi said something that i'm not sure i knew but the fact that both of y'all said it she said we have to repent for our prayers uh, excuse me i'm sorry my bad we have to repent for our parents and ancestors witchcraft and iniquity yeah. to escape the curses and to break the altars second chronicles yes. seven she said i recently had to do it and you said that's what you did with your family you had to repent for those things that happened in your generation oh excuse me in the generations yes. before you yes wow because yeah. i don't want that i am the curse breaker for my lineage i do not want this to continue i want my children to be descendants of the lord and we shall serve the lord and i'm serious about obedience Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though my kids are out there cutting up and I, my adult children, they're out there cutting up and doing their thing and doing their rebellion. And I said, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, have mercy on them like you have mercy on me. Yeah. And I got confirmation. He said, I'm a good teacher. I'm like, do what you got to do, Lord, but don't let them die in their sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And, and, and that's just it's so much stuff that's amazing, you know, with the Lord expressed about your ex-husband and you know how he will treat you better in heaven i'm glad he made it you know there's a sister that i used to watch on um youtube and uh she used to have a channel but she just stopped but anyway she was saying how now i I don't i don't like to teach anything that's that's outside of the bible but she was just basically saying that her husband who is alive that the Lord basically show her heaven or something like that, or I don't whatever it was, and that there was like a mm-hmm. place there that was, um, I mean, it wasn't bad because it was heaven, but it was like, I guess some people would just be bawling if they just served the Lord a lot, and others like that barely made it in. Whatever the little barely made it in section was, she was like her husband mm-hmm. barely made it in during this uh uh-huh. dream or vision that she saw and so you know i praise the lord that, that's kind of encouraging because if i'm being honest you know my dad passed away in 2014 and you know sometimes i question if he made it or not you know what i mean because just because you know your family and stuff like that but he uh exactly. yeah he got baptized uh as an adult i think he was about in his 40s when he got baptized which tells me he was probably taking it taking it seriously and so i i just pray that that went farther than his uh his fruit seemed to manifest but uh you know god looks at the heart so you know i preach it hard because i'm not gonna preach anything that's outside the word but at the same time you know 
the scripture does say that God is rich in mercy and uh, he gives brand new mercies every morning. And so if that's the case, praise the Lord. I already know he's good, <laughs> but that would just make yeah, him make him it. more gooder. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he expects us to intercede and fast on the behalf of those that are lost and um, our family. And just like he, you know, said in the word, you know, um, you know, what did, what did he say to Moses? The I don't know if it was Moses. Moses. I can't remember, but, but um, you know, I will spare this land of his ten righteous people here. You know, mm -hmm. he's always talking about, you know, interceding, and he intercedes for us. But, um, you know, we don't know the mysteries of God until we have a relationship with him, and we are, and he, um, you know, lets us know. You know, he's not entitled, we're not entitled to know all the mysteries. So, you know, sometimes I just wonder, you know, during that time that the Lord says, stop praying for him, I'm like, did he confess Jesus as Lord? Did he say it before he died? When he realized his heart was being snatched, did he cry out to the Lord? You know, I'll never know these things. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, um, you know, but I do know I was going hard praying for him. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that requires love. I just want to talk about one last thing before you go, sister. I wanted to um, highlight something that you said earlier about how in the 70s and 80s, they were not teaching on spiritual warfare. And I would even say today it is being taught, but there are still some professing Christians and professing churches that kind of don't dabble in it. Like it's still yeah. taboo in some circles. And it was almost like the Lord had to personally educate. And really with a lot of us, he had to personally educate us. Yes. You know, it's like God is sending us, um, you know, the Bible says that knowledge will increase in the last days. It's almost like he's, um, you know, giving us this this knowledge that we need. How important do you think education is when it comes to spiritual warfare? Oh, absolutely important. But you have to be willing to receive that the devil is real, that it is a war against your soul, and that you are hard fought. And if you got a problem giving up fornication, my God, I mean. If you can't recognize and obey in the small things, you know, it's like you have to understand. I think it, education is, is is powerful because you have to understand why God even asked you, commands you not to do certain things in the first place because it's going to deplete you and block your power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, you have to be pure and holy to even you know, cast some of this stuff out because it's, it's, it's different levels. Absolutely. Yeah. He said this kind comes, but by nothing but prayer and fasting. So listen, sister Marsha, your, your, your testimony was so powerful. Um, I thank you for sharing it and calling now. Glad you got through. <laughs> yeah. God is good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody. All right, sister. Take care. All right. Bye. Praise the Lord. That's just so amazing. 
what Sister Marsha shared, and I praise God for it, for her testimony and sharing it, and and really just that insight, because I'm not sure I knew that the things from generations prior, you know, we have to repent for. She said it, and Sister Nishi said it, you know, basically at the same time, and so that is that is um something else i'm gonna read a few last comments before we close in tonight unless somebody else want to call in you're welcome to <laughs> but uh i'm right kind of at the end there nishi says many are afraid of warfare and don't know the power given to us yeah, yeah you got to fight in a warfare you get you have to fight in a warfare Jesus' Savior says, we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, though, so we got to seek truth to show ourselves approved. That is true. God bless you, Miss Empath. Burnish Brass says, traditions stagnate your spiritual growth. Yeah. Set free by the Most High says, spiritual warfare is extremely important. Amen. The education of spiritual warfare is extremely important. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's why I say it's almost taboo. Now, I feel like those that are really kind of surrendered to the Lord, if you're really serious about this walk and the Holy Spirit is navigating you through this walk, you're going to learn it, whether someone teaches it to you or whether the Lord is just dealing with you. Because when you come out of that world, it's things that we didn't dibbled and dabbled in to where you're going to realize that there's something going on spiritually and it's supernatural and I need the power of God to get me through deliverance. That's why some folks that don't believe in deliverance and spiritual warfare, I don't pay any attention to them because they're missing this thing by a thousand miles. And I don't even have to guess because it's like if you've been through it, you know. It's kind of one of them things like if you know, you know. But uh, I just praise God that whatever season we're in now, he's bringing us to a point where we are now being educated and, and, and learning from one another and learning from the Holy Spirit about how to go about fighting these these battles, fighting this spiritual warfare. Because, listen, something is going on. Something is going on because people are acting crazy. People are legitimately acting crazy. And I believe that it has something to do with witchcraft. I believe that the that that the rebellion that people are in, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And um, you know, in order for us to be able to withstand uh the wicked one, uh, we have to know how to fight. We have to know how to fight. Beatrice says, baby steps. There are things only God can reveal. We don't need to worry or know everything. God is on the throne and in control. Praise the Lord. Marjorie says, living in sanctification, holiness, closing all doors is key to spiritual warfare. Absolutely. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Destin Fomo says, the hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Proverbs 11 and 9. Praise the Lord. Nishi says sanctification being set apart from the world and old lifestyle. Deliverance, uprooting and breaking of bondage, yokes, strongholds, covenants, soul ties, etc. Yeah, 
Sister Stephanie says, know your opponent. God bless you, Sister Yvette. Um, God is just so good. <laughs> Ashkenazi says, people are definitely crazy these days. Remember that God gives wisdom only to his children. All others are literally fools. Brother Randall says, consider some of Derek Prince's sermons on YouTube about dark spirits. Honestly, I'm so thankful for Mr. Prince's contribution to help me. Yeah, I'm familiar with Derek Prince and his teachings, and, and I, I praise God for his life. I, I have a few of his books, a couple of his books, and um, I can't remember the name of them, but but I'm sure if you go on Amazon, they're on Amazon and all of that. It's been a while since I read them. But, uh, yeah, I just want to say God is good, interesting talk, powerful testimonies, um, a lot going on in the land. People are searching for identity. People are searching for power. You know, Sister Brittany says, I remember a pastor say, how can Satan have all this power on earth and the most high has none in the minds of Christians who don't understand God's power? Wow. So just so much to learn. Listen, I thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. God is truly good. That's all I have for this Solid Talk family. I'm glad we got a working call-in number. You know, well, a number. We have a system that works, put it that way. So I'm going to go back and listen and, and see how it sounded. That's all I have in the Solid Talk family. You all take care. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working as goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like like it's a blunt object, culture living godless, I can't even call it, we in the last days, Babylon is falling, don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya, points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya, this walk can get the best of ya, I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the shell we say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya, speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check, in from beginning gotta tell us what's next, true believers they can come and connect, call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus going
wanna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slamboree So I need them every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in